This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Devi, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all. And annual memberships are free. That's right. We've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free. Just go to DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo. Sign up for your DraftKings account, deposit just $20, and you'll receive a free $10 bonus and free Factory Sports annual membership. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. So act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And we are the flagship podcast of Dynasty Football Factory. Dot com. Uh, but you know what it is? It's one day, if you're listening to this on the day the show drops, one day before Thanksgiving. And let me tell you what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for my co-host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what's going on, buddy? Nothing. That was an awesome intro. But you already know you got the, that intro game on point. Uh would you say I am like green bean casserole of the Thanksgiving spread? Well, I won't. I won't say that you're turkey because you besmirched the good damn name <laughs> no, of turkey on Twitter. No, the good, no good name of turkey. Uh, Turkey's trash. Turkey is not trash. You just gotta have uh, it cooked correctly. There's a reason we eat it one time a year. That is not true. You have a turkey sandwich. That's different, too. That's different. Don't tell me no deli turkey is the same as the big-ass bird that's going to be on the center of your table. Son, i got to have you down here. You know, Let, let, let my, uh, my southern people get you some deep-fried turkey, some turkey with some flavor. Get you a barbecued turkey. There was this, uh, this old uh, smokehouse, for lack of a better term, that had a sketchy uh, track record with the Board of Health, and no one in my hometown cared. It was called QL's. <laughs> And this place was amazing. You had to get your turkey in literally four weeks in advance. You had to make your reservations four weeks in advance or you would not get a turkey from this place. So just because you've only had bad turkey in the Motor City does not mean that all turkey is bad. But uh, we're not going to be turkeys tonight. We're, we're going to jump into a lot of good stuff. Tonight's topic is week 13 and contender cells. Now this is going to be arguably the toughest chapter of our four-week series in contenders, buys and sells, and non-contender buys and sells. Because if you're a contender, you don't want to do too much. I think, uh, Jerry, are you superstitious when you were an athlete in school and, you know, you play some softball? Are you one of those guys who, like, who doesn't wash his jock strap if you've won, like, three or four games in a row? Not that. That's a little crazy. But I did used to not wash my Michigan State jerseys when they were on winning streaks. So, so maybe you, I am that guy. So, so maybe you've been washing that thing a lot lately. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 
It's so clean. But, Crispy, pressed. No, tied clean. Uh, do, do you remember Samari Roll, who played for the Tennessee? I believe it was a, a, maybe it's Antrell Roll who played for the Titans, but I remember he went to Florida State. He had the same T-shirt, and he went like seasons without washing uh, this thing. So it's hard as a contender to, to look at players on your roster to sell. But we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about the Patreon, but I want to send some heartfelt condolences out to our Patreon, Kane. Going yeah. through a lot right now in the – just a lot of stuff going on. don't want to put his business out there, but Kane is one of the genuinely nice people in this space, a great Debbie guy. I'm not the world's uh, biggest fan or foremost expert on Debbie, but more importantly, Kane's a friend and a good friend of the show. So just know that Jerry and I and the, the whole Warzone crew and Patreon are, are thinking of you. And this is a horrible segue, but I got to make it. Uh, and if you're interested in the Patreon, uh, just head to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We've been on a hell of a run over there. We had uh, Kyle, one of our Patreons, jump on with me. We, we, we talked about his lineups and his path, and we're going to do that again real soon. Uh, some you of these... dropped one yesterday, I saw. Yeah, um, I didn't say nice things about the Devi, Jerry, but that's okay. Uh, hey, you, you'll, 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 listen, they're degenerates. The pl- you, you, you <laughs> those know, of I, us I, that play, we're just... I'll give you the cliff notes. They're, they're, they're zealots. They're the guy who's dated the same young lady since high school or college, and they just can't let it go. They can't realize that they're 23 years old, this, this, this relationship's not going to work out, and they just can't let it go because all they see is all this time they have invested. Sometimes, no, Nelson Aguilar is a first-round pick. I don't want to hear what you, you got to say. That's exactly right. Well, we're not going get, to get into all of that, but I, I will say that the, the Patreon, especially the group chat, it's just you know you and I get to it as much as we can. I've obviously started a new job, so I'm much busier. You work uh odd hours at times and it's just great to see the patreons helping each other but if you're interested i don't want to make this a patreon plug fest it's patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone and make sure to check out our instagram and twitter uh primarily i would say on the on the instagram if you're interested in what the dynasty warzone does and then jerry and i on our personal accounts jerry we got a lot to get into i've got a bonus dynasty tidbit for you but before we do all that We're going to take just a second and hear from our friends over at Trophy Smack. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a 50 $9.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town. Go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. All right, big thanks to our friends over at Trophy Smack. And remember, in most leagues, especially the good ones, playoffs start next week with a three-week playoff run, weeks 14, 15, and 16. More than enough time to head over to trophysmack.com, use that promo code DWZRING, and get yourself and your league hooked up. 
Jerry, I got a little bonus tidbit that we gave to the Patreons early last night. Do you want to hear it? Oh, we're spoiling them? We're spoiling everybody? Well, because it's it's so pressing that our listeners, the Dynasty Warzone regulars, the ones that um, have been with us you know, since day one, they deserve to hear this too. So, Because it's, it's short and sweet, but in my opinion, this is your last week to 10 days to acquire those 2020 draft picks. Why is that? Most of your leagues probably have a trade deadline either this Thursday or next, and deadline spur actions. Because here's the thing, Jerry, if you're not a contender and you're not going to the playoffs, you're probably going to take weeks 14 through 17 off and just enjoy football. Maybe a little DFS, uh, maybe just some podcast. I don't know, Dynasty Warzone, really good one. Um, but, but, but you're not going to be you know, too in tune to your lineup. And then we're going to start rolling right into our 2020, this infamous, notorious, wonderful 2020 draft class. And people are not going to want to move those picks. But contenders and, and, and people uh, looking to make moves to win that ship, Jerry, this is your last opportunity, in my opinion. Do you agree with that? I agree. I'm with you. I mean, the, the, the minute that people you know shut down, their brain shuts down from head-to-head competition in their dynasty leagues, I mean, that's my goal. My goal is anywhere where I'm not contending or anywhere where I can, just to even scoop up an extra second, a high third, any way to tuck one of those guys away on your roster is this class is just stacked. You and I, speaking of the Patreon, you and I did one back in early fall about hell. There's like nine or ten running backs that we love, and then add in the quarterbacks and superflex, and then all the wide receivers. It's easy to see where, and th- then there'll be the guys that pop up at the Senior Bowl, guys that pop up at the Combine. So if if you're looking to acquire more picks. This is your last chance. I had this conversation. Jerry, you're familiar with our buddy Nate, Nate Pilmer. Oh, yeah. The Dynasty Dog. He and I had this conversation. We talk once or twice a week by telephone. And, you know, like right now to a contender, you know, Marvin Jones is a borderline wide receiver one. To a contender, he may give you a contender second for Marvin Jones. You think that's feasible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but in the in the off season you would be able to send that same 2020 second back and you would get Marvin Jones and probably a 2020 second or, or, or third. 2021, yeah. 20, I'm sorry, a 2021 second or third thrown in with Marvin Jones. You see how much value these things are going to hold. And our buddy Izzy at the Dynasty Trade Calculator, he, he put this very, very correctly, that these Dynasty picks for 2020 are just going to hold their value all the way now till May. They're not going to dip one bit. If anything, they're only going to get more heat. Yeah. Whereas, like all the players in the off season, their speculation about you know free agency and who they're bringing in and and what's the draft going to bring to this team. But these picks, they will only hold their value. So if you want them, you need to go out and get them, Jerry. All right, let's get into the news. I want to keep this short because we have a lot of guys we want to talk about selling, and we want to give you some good reasons why. Uh, I got I've got Devlin Duck Hodges to start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, in, in other AFC quarterback news, the Red Rocket. That's right, Andy Dalton, the dog penis himself. He is back. He is back and better than ever. And then uh, we got the tender, oh-so-tender hammies of Jeff Driscoll in the Honolulu Blue for the Detroit Lions on Thursday. Jerry, run through these quarterbacks for me. Give me a little week 13 and then some some dynasty love. It's fun. Like We can't even make fun of the, the Duck Dynasty narrative around Devlin Hodges because what was the first thing he came out on Twitter today him and James Washington out in the woods hunting for ducks because of course that's what you were doing 
Listen, James Washington, wide receiver one now. I mean, if they're out there hunting, that's a bond. I want that man. So so uh, so so forget all about that college buddy experience between Mason yeah. Rudolph and James Washington. Hunting buddies trumps uh-huh. Trump's college buddies. Got it. Uh Andy Dalton's whatever. I mean, it's better. It's better for everybody. I am not the biggest Tyler Boyd fan, and I know Randy is not the biggest Tyler Boyd fan. Uh it should give the offense a little bit more oomph. Maybe we can actually get someone to throw Joe Mixon the ball. How this man gets zero targets in a game is unbelievable. That's thievery. Uh, as far as Jeff Driscoll is concerned, I apologize to all of you that don't have to watch the Detroit Lions play throughout the season because you're going to watch probably David Blau against Mitchell Trubisky at Ford Field on Thursday. Oh, uh, you're going to have to talk to that creepy uncle because talking to that creepy uncle is going to be more entertaining than anything Mitch and, and David Blau do. Plow, plow. Pow. Are, are you saying pow? Pow, pow. <laughs> David Blau. Yeah, man, it's going to be ugly. I And I think uh, myself, I've been the biggest Marvin Jones advocate uh, there is, but no tri- no uh, Driscoll, no Marvin Jones. I mean, you may be in a position with your lineup where you may have to and just hope he gets a Hail Mary, but against the Chicago defense, we're going to talk about this game later in, in the show, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. As far as Andy Dalton, this kind of actually pisses me off. I was, <laughs> I, I, I was really hoping... <laughs> I was really hoping for his his value to depress even further because I, I, I am an advocate of the old Red Rocket. I, I think that he'll be a starting quarterback in this league next year. As much as I've loved Ryan Tannehill, Jerry, and I've loved Ryan Tannehill since the offseason, I think Andy Dalton could have a similar resurgence. And a good Imagine, so Phil Rivers is a free agent. Just hypothetically, just, just walk down Narrative Street with me. Let's yep. say Andy Dalton winds up in... L.A. with the Chargers, he's throwing the ball to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, probably Austin Eckler out of the backfield. They might draft an offensive lineman or two. You know, he's a nice bridge guy because they're not going to be drafting high enough probably to get a quarterback. Or maybe they do the second-round quarterback like a Jake Fromm or a Jalen Hurts type, and maybe Andy can uh, mentor them uh, as only he could. I I think Andy Dalton will have super flex value, but this because people will actually be wanting to use him the next couple of weeks. It really screws up that plan. And then uh, Duck Duck Hodges, yeah, I, 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 we're going to talk about a, a lot of this stuff, but not good news. And I really like Jeff Driscoll. I mean, I really liked him for, for Marvin Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones had 11 targets last week compared to Kenny Galladay's four. So you can kind of see where uh, Jeff Driscoll was a big fan. But uh, he'll have 10 days to rest those uh, tender hammies. Uh, here's a little, just a little one-hitter. Josh Doxson, released by Minnesota which tells me a couple of things. We're going to talk about Thielen in just one second. But it tells me that Thielen's probably getting healthy. Would Josh Doxson be the worst person to bring in for a workout if you were the uh, general manager and head coach of the Eagles? I mean, I would say no, but I think that is more indicative of, you know, Adam Thielen. But listen, get some bodies in there. Doxson, Doxson first-round pick, is that right? Yes, he was. The Redskins a few years ago? Okay, just, just mm-hmm. trying to remember. I knew he was a high draft pick. I couldn't remember if it was first or second round. Yeah, first out of TCU. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I know it's easy to make fun of Nelson Aguilar for drops, but when the shoe fits, man. So it, it wouldn't be the worst move. And 
how bad did that offense look this weekend? Goodness, what they? I don't even think they cracked double digits. Uh, it, it it's rough, but they they were playing things at quarterback named uh, Mac Hollins, uh, JJ Arthiga Whiteside, and something with the last name Ward and Jordan Matthews, who had like eleven targets to then be cut the very next day. <laughs> uh, I, I that's mean, the it, story of Jordan Matthews. I mean. When, when, as a Carson Wentz owner, you're praying for Nelson Aguilar to be healthy. That tells you how bad, how yeah. bad, how bad this team is. I, th- I think I heard the stat today that Deshaun Jackson is still third on that team in receiving yards. <laughs> Let that marinate for a second. Yeah, pal. that's that that whole unit is just you're in the desert and you've got to walk to get some gas because your car broke down and that tumbleweed's just rolling across the road. Man, man I tell you what, uh, that, that unit is a unit. All right, so, so, so if uh, you're listening to this, Howie Roseman, and we know you do. We know you usually listen on Thursday evening on your way home from the, from the office. Man, give Josh Doxson a call. Maybe Carson Wentz can, uh, can, can break out that magic. Uh, we've talked about your lines. Let's go back there again. Do, do you think they're going to put Stafford on IR? I think they, they ha- should. They haven't done it yet, and they haven't ruled him out for Thursday. What in the blue hell is going on? What well, in the, what in the Hawaii see, blue hell is going on? It's the stupidest, dumbest, worst organization that's ever existed. I think that is the issue, and that's why they haven't. It, it, what is the purpose of bringing Matthew Stafford back? To get Unless, him killed? Let, let, let uh, less like you have him like in a Deadpool? Like you know the I, next three celebrities that die? Something like that? Maybe they're planning to get rid of him. I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't know what the point would be. If if he's your guy, you have to shut him down. Why are you bringing him back when you're 3-7-1? and one? It's, it's, a, it's a horrible team. You carry on's out. Maddie's out. You're already out of the playoffs. You're done. Just be done with him. Let, let Matthew Stafford rest up. If Matthew Stafford was smart, Matthew Stafford would get the hell out of Detroit. As much as it would hurt my soul to see that man wear another jersey... Don't go the way of Barry and Calvin. I would rather you win than rather you leave. Speaking of guys and, and hypotheticals going to uh, L.A. Chargers, I would love it. And, and his his salary, you know, his cap hits over the next few years are actually reasonable. You know, he's going to be a $31 million cap hit in next year, then 30, then 23. So, and, and then his dead cap number gets good. So what kind of, you know, I, I think that, I would love to basically I'll leave it like this. Let's get Matthew Stafford. Let, let's start, start a petition online, change.org, to get Matthew Stafford the hell out of Detroit. All right. Uh, Marlon Mack of my Colts uh, already ruled out for week 13, and that, that I do not like. When you're ruled out this early in the week, like on Monday, Tuesday, and they don't have to do that until Friday, that tells you that he's probably going to be out the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, but here's some interesting news. Devonta Freeman was a full participant in practice today on Tuesday. Jerry, what do you got on these two uh, these two running backs? Uh, exactly what you said about Marlon Mack. As soon as they ruled him out on Monday, that dude's not playing for a while. I mean, not. I mean, we'll see him probably for at some point this year. But I would say at least two more weeks, and I think that is that's sort of pushing it. Devonta Freeman. I am a big Devonta Freeman guy, but that offense has just not produced like you want it to. The running game really hasn't been great. I know Olison got in the end zone for you, not that you started him, but ugh, that's what I got for you, Randy. There is my professional analysis of Devonta Freeman. It just 
if you have him and you're winning and you're in the playoffs, you've gotten there without him. So you're not going to replace the good that you already have and put him in. I think I'm done with him. You know, he's the kind of guy in a dynasty league that I, I almost, because in one league, I'm, I'm very heavy at running back. Don't have a ton of draft capital. I, th- I thought about throwing him out there for what I am pretty much dead set going to be the 301. And I thought the 301 for him to a contender, who says no? I haven't pulled the trigger on sending the deal because I've got a soft spot for Devonta Freeman. But uh, as far as Marlon Mack goes, give me the Jonathan Williams Express. This guy has had two 100-yard rushing games back-to-back. Now he's got a great match. I guess I won't say great, but a decent matchup this week against the 12th-ranked Titans defense. This gave up a couple of tutties to uh, Leonard Fournette last weekend. But then he's got some tough ones. He's got the Buccaneers and Saints. They're both top five against the rush, but volume is king especially this time of the year with all the injuries to the running back position. Um, and if you need a QB, I'm excuse me, an RB3 flex type, I, I don't hate the, uh, the Devonta Freeman. Just a couple of quick hitters, a lot of wide receiver uh, injury notes. T.Y. Hilton was on a pitch count last week, uh, sort of re-injured the calf, said he had, you know, felt like he had been zapped of his explosiveness, and he's already questionable for this coming Sunday. Uh, I'd look to you know pivot off of him at least for one more week. Tyreek Hill, there's optimism that he'll play this week after the bye, after his mild hammy. Hunter Renfro, broken rib, punctured lung. That just sounds a lot scarier than it is. Golden Tate in the, con- in the concussion protocol. The only good news I got about wide receivers is Adam Thielen returned to practice on Monday. And why is that a big deal? Kind of the opposite of the Marlon Mack thing. You know, he's coming off the bye. They don't have to put out an actual injury report in Minnesota until Thursday because they're the Monday night game. And for him to already be practicing on Tuesday, two days ahead of schedule, that's actually a good sign. Jerry, anything on any of these guys that you want to talk about? I just want to talk about Renfro, but anything on Hilton, Hill, Tate, Thielen, anything? I just want to ask you about T.Y. Hilton. What? Uh-huh. What, what What are we doing dynasty I'm, with him? I, I, I like I, I like T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I like the man too, but this he, is starting to become a bit of a habit and he's getting up there in age. At what point do we start to raise our eyebrows? If I could buy T.Y. Hilton cheap, and I, I do mean cheap from a dissatisfied owner, I would totally do it. I think he's going to turn 30 this month or next, but you know what? I think he can get all of next season and maybe the other one at that wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. You, there's always need for those guys. You know, we I, we think of uh, draft picks around here as like various forms of gambling. First rounders, a lot like poker. If you're skilled and know what you're doing, you, you can turn those into, into profit. That's the way I see first rounders. Second rounders, kind of like blackjack, 50-50. You know, if you play it perfect and, and you know what you're doing, second round picks, a lot like blackjack. If you do it right, you'll be cool. Third, you get into craps. You know what? You can play some systems, and, and, and you can you know put the odds in your favor, but it's still gambling. Fourth round, fifth round picks, those are lottery tickets. You're just scratching them off. So if I can get a proven guy who I know can, can get me solid games, win healthy, I would much rather have T.Y. Hilton. I'd like to give you a pair of thirds for him. I don't know that you'll get him that cheap. It, no. may, co- it may cost you a second. You know, Depending on your roster and what it looks like, I, I, I don't mind buying T.Y. Hilton. I like to consider him at this point in his career. Look at Julian Edelman. Now, now the difference between Julian Edelman and, and T.Y. Hilton is Julian Edelman 
is tough as an old boot, as I like to say, playing hard at 33. I still think the Colts will add a big-name wide receiver probably in the draft, maybe in free agency. Uh, they, they gambled last year and lost on your boy Devin Funches. But I still think T.Y. is going to have uh, going to have some appeal for a year or two. So in, in your dynasty leagues, you know, we see a lot of injuries in this sport. And to have a guy like T.Y. Hilton in reserve for bye weeks and injuries, that, that, that's a nice stash on a contender. And then Hunter Renfro, here, here's the move. And I hate to let his physical misfortune be our game, but that's exactly how I roll. Wait until, I don't know. The, the regular season's over, out of sight, out of mind. It's about six, seven weeks from now. Though somebody a 2023rd for this guy. I liked what I saw out of him. And, you know, I, I, I hate to do the, hey, you're a white slot wide receiver, so you're Julian Edelman or you're, you're Wes Welker, you're, <laughs> right. Danny, you're Danny Amendola. But you know what? Forget race. You're, you're the, the slot wide receiver seeing a, a fair amount of volume as a rookie. I don't mind it. So, so Hunter Renfro, I want to use his misfortune as our game. Last bit of news for you, Jerry. Your boy, another one of your boys. It's all about the Jerry show tonight. Eric Ebron to the IR, going to have surgery on both ankles. Does not sound like a good holiday season in the Ebron house. I don't know how he's going to get around when he continually drops those crutches. But Boom. Hey. Boom. There you go. That's but, my man. But, but, but that's uh, that's Mrs. Ebron's problem. Uh, ironically, a little, little side note on Eric Ebron. He had been training with a uh, local small town fire department. I guess that's something that interests him uh, after football. I, you know, as, as much as we kind of give Mr. Ebron the business, anybody willing to serve the public, especially someone who's done as well financially as he has in his uh, early life, good for him if he actually becomes a firefighter later in life, but uh, how can we spend this for Dynasty? Man, I'm liking this for Jack Doyle. Eric Ebron had 52 targets on the year through 11 games. That's just a shade under five a game. Uh, Doyle's been getting about the same, four, four and a half targets. So I think he, I think Doyle can go all the way up to like seven, eight targets a game. And if you think back to the 2017 season when Jacoby Brissett filled in for an injured Andrew Luck that year, Jack Doyle had 108 targets. This was pre-Ebron. So I, I think this is going to be a sneaky ad. He's the kind of guy in a dynasty league. I did this. I bought him from Shane Hallam in the Two Legit League for a 2023rd. Now, I you know people say, well, you probably paid too much, but this is a two-tight-end premium league. You must start two. And I love this now. As an Austin Hooper owner who lost him, if you're a tight-end premium, Jerry, are you, are you buying some some Jack Doyle? I absolutely for every reason you just said, Randy, there's no there's nothing I could say that would top that because all you had to say was 105 targets and you had me hook, line and sinker because I'm sitting here in my my main redraft. I'm working on that buy and my team, Randy. Oh, I get a roster boner when I look at it, but I've got a void at the tight end position. I, I would tell you, it, you, you probably won't get Ryan Griffin that cheap any longer now that he signed the three-year extension it, with the New York Jets, and he continues to put touchdowns up every week with Sam Darnold. But I think Jack Doyle's the kind of guy, if, if he happens to be on a non-contender, which in the league I referenced, Shane was a complete rebuild, and by the time his team's ready to compete, Jack Doyle doesn't do him as much help as the third will. So that's what I'm out doing. I, you know, as you guys know, I was big, big into Austin Hooper all season. His injury, he's going to be out again this week. There's hope for week one of the playoffs, week 14. We shall see. But Jack Doyle 
is a sneaky guy out there to buy. But uh, Jerry, today we're talking about guys to sell. And I think this is the hardest chapter to, uh, to date. I agree. It's it's just when you're contending, it's like again you you. you it's something. It's it's not inherent. It's it counterintuitive. Come natural. It's yeah. counter, it's counterintuitive. It's like, man, I, I you you don't want to fix it if it ain't broken. But I'm gonna roll right into my first guy, and we talked about him a little bit earlier. Is Matthew Stafford? There's a good chance that if you're making the playoffs right now in your superflex league, Matthew Stafford was not part of it. He may have been earlier. But, but here are some reasons why. And remember, we, we had this conversation in the Patreon chat earlier. You have to sell. You know, no, no, one, no one comes up to your front yard when you park your 2004 RAV4 in the grass and throw a for sale sign on them. You might get a few lookers, but you have to be out proactively, you know, listing that thing on Craigslist. You know, read, go, go to any used car lot and read the, the, the description of the way they just promote the hell out of a piece of crap car. And that's what you got to do with these guys. And I'm not saying Stafford's a piece of crap. You guys know I like Stafford. He's a bro's bro. And I'm a bro's bro. But Matt Stafford, he's an 11-year veteran, Jerry. 11 years in the NFL. I'm surprised he's not dead. But he won't be 32 until February. So he could legitimately play another three or four years if he doesn't die first. You know, from 2011 through 2017, he had seven straight QB1 seasons. That's a selling feature that, that you tell the person that, that you're trying to unload Stafford for. Uh, but he has now two broken backs, different bones in his backs in various locations. He's had four AC shoulder joint injuries and two hand or finger injuries. I mean, that, 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 that's literally, I don't want to say serious, but that's, that's about one a year. Now, to his credit, he's played through all of them until the broken back. But if... For some reason, that slows people down. I don't know. Like, if I bend over and tie my shoes wrong someday, my back hurts. And the thing about getting destroyed by 320-pound defensive tackles, just I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for, for Matt Stafford. But if, if you can find a guy, because he's got his fans uh, out there, if you can move him for maybe a younger quarterback that you like, maybe you package up Matt Stafford in a pick and you go get, like, Sam Darnold. Something like that might be hard to get Darnold right now because he's just hot as the su surface of the sun. But there are ways to move Matt Stafford. So for those reasons, Jerry, I'm out on him. Uh, you weren't going to use him in the playoffs anyway. So maybe you spin that into your story as well. Hey, I'm not using him. He'll be back next year. He can be part of your roster. But uh, I, I need so-and-so for my championship run. What about you, Jerry? Who's on your list of guys to sell? I picked the San Francisco running backs, but... Really, I just want to pick on Tevin Coleman because I'm going to say it right now, and it's going to offend a few people. The man is a bum. He is a bum. We always thought this was going to be as soon as he got out of Atlanta and he was going to get his own role. He was going to win me my league. Tevin Coleman's a bum. Get the hell out of here. This dude, he hasn't topped 50 yards rushing in a game in the last month. He, he's got some some passing work, but he's not getting you yardage. You're only getting that little bit of boost in full point PPR because of the catches. He's getting 17 yards a game and receiving. He's 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 not scoring. This is nothing. I, I'm done with Tevin Coleman. If you are an actual winner, you have maybe put him in your flex a few times. 
and it probably wasn't the week he had the three touchdowns. So you probably hate him just as much as I do. And the bastard almost cost me my Scott Fishbowl playoffs. Luckily, luckily, Scott Fish knows how to run himself a league and does the highest point total gets the second playoffs and not just based on standing. Thank you, Scott Fish. Credit to you. As far as Matt Breida, I, I listen, I like Matt Breida. He is, you want to talk about tough as an old boot or tough as a Waffle House pancake or pork chop or whatever, whatever pork it is you chop, say. Jerry. Jiminy H, yeah, Jiminy H cricket on a popsicle stick. Listen, it's tougher I than do, a Waffle House. We don't house. have Waffle House up here. That is for you, you guys in the South. That's a you, damn shame. Damn uh, shame. No, wa- wa- Waffle the, House. That's the Walmart breakfast. Food. It most th- that is disgraceful. There's nothing better at 2 a.m. half sober, eating a Monte Cristo with hash browns, <laughs> while a girl's screaming at her boyfriend, probably hitting him. But Matt Breida has gotten two touchdowns all year, and they were in the same game. I mean, this guy had. I talked about Tevin Coleman couldn't top 50 rushing yards in the last month. Matt Breida hasn't topped 50 all-purpose yards in a game in the last month. I'm good. I'm good. No, thank you. If I can get something, I'm getting something. I really think they're going to address it because, sorry, you guys are just not cutting it. Hey, you said they were bums. Muhammad Ali said I'm knocking out all bums. So uh, speaking of bums, this next guy's not, and I actually have a lot of respect for him. It's James Conner. You know, and you're going to hear a resounding theme of guys that uh, that that I bring up that you're not you you can't count on them. You know, I, I think this is your last good sell. I don't say high, but sell at a reasonable value on James Conner. Jerry, you know what? Every, just about every league has. What's that? A Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Yeah, they do. You know, I I think of our buddy Addison Hayes in a couple of the goat leagues with us. He's he's from the the state of Pennsylvania. He's a Pittsburgh fan. Every league's got one. And now is the time to get out from under James Conner. This guy, um, again, he, he, he battled back from cancer. Nothing but a tip of the cap of respect. But in 2017, uh, he ended the season on IR due to, to an MCL. Uh, in 2018, he missed the last three games of the year with a quote-unquote lower leg injury. We all think it was a high ankle sprain last year. And then this year, he's got the shoulder injury. And I really think that with Pittsburgh looking at their roster of uh, guys like Benny the Snail Snail, um, something white spelled with a Y instead of, a, of an I, um, Trey, Traymon something. I mean, it was just... Trey Edmonds. Yeah, him too. Terrible. Just terrible. I, I, I think Pittsburgh could be a, a real landing spot because they've got a really good defense. I mean... They have first-rounder on first-rounder on first-rounder on that defensive side of the ball, and I think they could spare a little draft capital to go out. And we've already mentioned it earlier. We love this 2020 RB class, and I really think they'll bring someone in in that third, fourth round, and I think that's going to be the the point of scariness. If they bring in a day-two running back, I'm I'm telling you, it's not going to say it's over, but it's going to be very scary for James Conner. We talked about raising eyebrows. If they take one, on day two, eyebrows and, and fixed to the roof, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but both. Yeah, like like just like uh, that that big bold eye emoji. It's just it's going to be mm-hmm. scary. So, so why risk it? He's got great name value. We can talk about the history of the RB one in Pittsburgh, which he technically still is. True, you know, cash out. Just just cash out. 
get yourself a fair return. I'm thinking like a 2021st plus. Maybe like, uh, man, I would love to get Miles. I talked about buying Miles Sanders a couple of weeks ago. I would love to get Miles Sanders plus a little bit for James Conner. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a big 2020 and a little draft capital sprinkled on top would just be perfect for me. What about you, Jerry? Uh, who was your number two? Maybe it's just because I always crap on this guy. It's Philip Lindsay. <sighs> Philip, my man, little fella. He's bigger than me. Over 100 yards once. Guess when that was, Randy? Over two months ago. You know what that means? That is eight straight weeks of just ripping your heart out. Under 20 yards receiving in seven of the last eight games. He's only gotten over 15 carries twice. And one of those was 16 carries. It's, uh, it, you know, it really sucked because to start the season... My man was good. My man was getting in the end zone, and that was helping, you know, sort of save you from these 15-carry, 55-yard games that we were looking at. But he's only gotten... He's only hit pay dirt once in the last five games. So you're not being overly productive in the passing game. You don't get a ton of carries because you're splitting work, and you've only gotten one touchdown in the last five games... But you've got some name value. You're still a relatively young guy. I think you can get rid of him for maybe not exactly what you could have last year, but still a good amount. But I'm I'm good on Philip Lindsay. Yeah, and if that comes back to bite me, and I, this is across the board. This isn't whether I'm a contender. This isn't whenever I'm rebuilding. I I don't want Philip Lindsay at all. In truth, if I have him in a league, I'm cashing out for the value I can. I really do not see him as an ascending asset in Dynasty. If only his game was as good as his hair. He uh, he got got a beautiful, beautiful head of hair. I'm, I'm looking right now. The Denver Broncos, uh, they, they they did make some trades. You know, they they moved uh, the Colonel Colonel Sanders. Um, they've got currently. As of today, the 5th, the 38th, the 69th, the 86th, and the 96th, and the 102. So they have six of the top 102 picks if the draft were held this weekend. I could really see, again, um, rinse and repeat. This RB class is going to be really good. I don't think they've gotten out of Royce Freeman what they wanted. I, they're going to bring in some new offensive pieces. they got to address that offensive line, but I, I'm with you on Mr. Lindsay one hit wonder. Uh Will Fuller is my uh my the wide receiver I brought to the table and this is nothing nothing to do about the ability of Will Fuller. When he plays, he he is a fine wide receiver too that legitimately can win you weeks. But Jerry, you know what the greatest ability is? Staying on the damn field. I was going to say availability, Jerry. That's the best uh, ability. You know, this is a guy that in every year has missed games. Uh, as a rookie, he missed eight games due to a hammy. Uh, in year two, 2017, he missed nine games with a, a knee and a collarbone. 2018, six games for uh, an ACL. And then this year, he's already missed three games with, wait for it, that's right, you guessed it, a hamstring. That is what this guy does. Uh, on top of that, he is very streaky, like a dirty window. And, and and he, I just can't do it. Um, Jerry, you know what else uh, every league has besides a Pittsburgh Steeler fan? 
What is that? A Notre Dame fan. Book him, Dano. So this is the kind of guy that, that people love upside. People love, you know, splash players and exciting players. And if you've got a Notre Dame fan, double down. Here's your chance to get out. I don't know that you'll get a 2021st with all the hype on this class, but you may get a 2022nd. And you know what? And depend, depending on the league, you may get that 2021st out of him. I would, if I, he stays healthy the rest of the year, ooh, I think you can. It would be close. I, I would have no problem sending Will Fuller in like a third for a 2021st. I agree. Cash me out going into, you know, year five. Move on. You know, again, if you made the playoffs, you know, you, you went through a very pivotal streak between weeks eight. I'm sorry, it would be either eight through 11 or seven through 11 without Will Fuller. You'll be more than fine without him. So I, I'm looking to sell Will Fuller. Never been a huge fan. Love the talent. Don't love the durability. So, Jerry, you got one more for us? Yeah, you know I do. I want you to hear it in my voice. The agony, the defeat, it's carry on. Randy, what, what, honestly, I, I know, you know, we have had our debates on carry on. What have you seen this year that tells you that he is going to be, like I said previously, an ascending dynasty asset? I think you, you've already lost value. The, the only upside that I see for Mr. Carrion Johnson is that no one has really stepped up to take that job. Ty Johnson's had the opportunity. Uh, Trey Carson, is that his name, Trey Carson? Trey Carson, yeah. Yeah, Trey Carson. Um, we currently got the, the Bo Scarborough experiment. I mean, Dave ran, maybe it's just the Detroit backfield. I think it's cursed. You know, like they had the, the Red Sox had the curse of uh, Babe Ruth. I think the Detroit Lions have the curse of Barry Sanders. And it's going to take a really special running back to break it. But the only upside I can tell you for carry on is that they've only got their current allotment of picks, which is they have seven. And they've got a lot bigger issues than running back. I could see them bringing in like a, like a six-round type guy or maybe a UDFA in this 2020 class, maybe even a free agent. I didn't look to, to see what their cap space room was. So maybe they could bring in a Kenyon Drake type. Cause he's I mean, be... it, it depends what they do with Darius well, well, Slay. What That's about Melvin one. Gordon? Mel, I could see them overpaying for, you know, Big Ten country, Wisconsin guy, whiskey. It's true. So, yeah, and... I, 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 I could dig that. But, yeah, no, I, I, I've never been a big carry-on fan, and I love the talent. I loved him when we were doing – this This predates Jerry on the War Zone. But I was the one who really loved this guy. You know, I loved how it always seemed like he fell forward and got positive yardage every time he touched the ball. But, you know, he, he ended his last year in college on the IR, basically. He ended last year on the IR. He's ending this year on the IR. He is to the running back position what Will Fuller is to the wide receiver position. When exactly. He, when Which is why I got, I'm, I'm done. Listen, here's the thing. You, you don't think the Lions are going to address it? I think either Bo Scarborough is shows that he can be it, or they'll cut bait on Bo Scarborough, and they they will go for one. I really truthfully believe that because I think if they are actually committed to Matthew Stafford, which I am not sure how fully they are, do not get me wrong, they're a piss poor organization. That's how much I have to question them now. I really think that they want to lock down that running back position. And you, you look at the Patriots, and if there's one thing you can learn from the Detroit Lions, it's they love to do things the Patriot way. If there's a mother that talks about the Patriot way one more time, 
from the Lions organization. And what did they do? They had some running backs, and then they took one in the first. Now, I'm not saying the Lions are going to take one in the first, but if someone like Cam Akers falls to the third, you know, maybe A.J. Dillon from Boston College falls, I really wouldn't be surprised if they did it and they just try and, you know, limit his workload. Either way, that's happening. This is never going to be Dalvin Cook. This is, It's not. He has talent that could keep him in that ballpark, but my man doesn't stay on the field. He's not in a situation that calls for it. Randy, I am getting rid of Carrion Johnson, and you, sir, you got a fourth little bonus one, and it's it's a weird one. Yeah, it, it is going to be a weird one, but I will say the Detroit Lions have $50 million in 20 20 cap space so they have some room I, I would i would think that with their draft capital i mean they're currently drafting seventh which means their second round pick would be like in that or now let's uh, we're getting the chase chasing for chase young baby yeah good luck they'll just draft another tight end um <laughs> he literally just spit soda I spit my beer <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll spit his drink all over the uh all over the podcast studio there at uh, J- jerry's place but no I, I have a little bonus it is noah fant um I love the athleticism. I love the target share since the Colonel Emmanuel Sanders left town. This guy is going to need time to develop. And you know what? There's buzz. And when there's buzz, it's time to sell. I, I, I am of the opinion that I'm probably only going to get a, 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 a high to mid second for him after, you know, spending a late first on him last year. That's all right. I love this draft class so much. I'm willing to go back into 2020 and give up on Noah Fant. Maybe it's a tight end premium league. You got a rebuilding team that you know needs a needs a tight end of the future. I don't think this 2020 tight end class. I think tight end is the one position in 2020 that's not great. So yeah. you, you got to sell. You got to sell that narrative. Hey, this is not a great tight end class. So hey, let me give you a fan. Hook me up with one of those picks, and and I'll move on. Again, I, I I'm trying to get back into this 20. 20 draft class. So Jerry, those are the guys that we are going to sell. We're going to jump right back into uh, look back at it. I, I love this segment. Just a real quick, a uh, little quick something, something, you know, where we were right and where we were wrong. I'm going to start where I was wrong because uh, it involves a, a show favorite, Mr. Baker Mayfield. Now I said on Twitter, I was having this conversation with JP Hurley of the DTC you know, he was talking about, you know, Baker and selling him. And, and this was when things were going really bad. And I said at the time, the time to buy Baker was right after the New England game. And lo and behold, what did Baker do? He threw us a, a week extension on that bye week. You know, he went into Denver, shaved three times, came out of that game looking like John Candy in the famous movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Looked like he was going to go solve a, uh, an unsolved murder mystery somewhere in Cleveland. When that game was over, he was the QB 23 in a four-point per passing touchdown league. Since then, he's had, two, he's had his two best games of the year. He was QB 6 in week uh, 11, and he was QB, I'm sorry, QB 6 last week and QB 11 the week before. So he's had his two best games in a row, starting to get on the same page. Uh, ironically, this is all uh, coincidental to the return of Kareem Hunt from suspension, another outlet in the passing game. Man, I missed that window. I let my predetermined bias against Baker, because, I mean, I, 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 it's not a thing of yeah. mystery that I am not a Baker fan, but I went against my own advice, which is stupid of me. I should always you know, follow what's good business, and that was my buy window. I had that opportunity. I had that one 
finite week to swoop in and buy Baker. I didn't do it. Shame on me. I was wrong. Jerry, where were you right or wrong? I There is a 0% chance I could ever describe anything as well as you described Baker Mayfield's look from the planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, for those Generation Z and younger millennials, go ahead, do yourself a favor and watch John Candy movies. I'm going to go with where I was right because I'm going to flip the page a little bit. And we already talked about him a little. Uh, Jonathan Williams, running back. Your Colts, for all the reasons you already said. So it's easy for me, which is why I'm going to do it. Back-to-back 100 yards. You know, here's the thing about that, Randy. I am in quite a bit of redraft leagues also. You know, it was it's like the, uh, the gateway drug that gets us all into the fantasy, you know, depths that we fall into. I mean, even your aunt plays redraft. Aunt Becky? Yeah. Aunt Becky, Actually, <laughs> love it. Yeah, Aunt Becky's also, you know, working on rowing teams or whatever that was. Yeah, she's working uh, on she's working on five to ten. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's doing. Uh, now she's uh, nail filing her way through the doors now. But the thing about back to back hundred yard games to get back on track, you got a whole bunch of first round redraft running backs that cannot say that. So give me that dude. I mean, good for him. And like we said earlier. Marlon Mack got ruled out on a Monday. Man's not coming back. Give me Jonathan Williams for the foreseeable future. And Mr. Mack's broken hand is on his dominant hand, his right hand, his carry hand. So it's not going to be very fast before you get Marlon Mack back on the field. And there's one thing. I I watched every snap of that game against Houston to my detriment and that of the Colts. Frank Reich going to pound the ball. Uh, I know Jordan Wilkins will be back at some point. He'll probably dip in a little bit. But I will say this, I, I like Jonathan Williams' involvement in the passing game. You know, four catches in two games. I, I don't hate that in a PPR world. Uh, where I was right, remember on this very show last week, Jerry, I, uh, I recommended if you had the, uh, the stones and the, the roster depth to bench a certain wide receiver. Remember who that was? I do. There was a person uh, that did not have the stones to pull that off. I've got these little, these little things that it, I got. Itty bitty BB balls. I know what you're talking about. Listen, but, but who was the man? Cause it was bold. It, it was bold. This is what I wanted. It was, it was something. Cause my man has been a star. Randy uh, said um, to um, bench Amari Cooper, man. I, I, I did. I didn't want to, I, I've, I've given this guy props, you know, he's, now what he, did he do? Hold on. Let's tell the people. What did he do? He had <laughs> zero for zero. But, 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 but it was the classic recipe, man. First of all, everybody talks about back in the day, home road splits with Big Ben or Drew Brees. You've heard these tales, right? Yeah. J- oh, yeah. That's j- chiseled in stone. J- just pull up Amari's, you know, uh, game log for this year and look at his home road splits. You know, this was before Sunday's game, but before Sunday's hey, game. Just for the record, I have my writer downer notebook in front of me. Yeah. Amari home splits underlined right here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, 22, 22.7 points per game at home. 10.0 points on the road, and that was before the the the, the gooser on on Sunday night. And I'll tell you what, this coming this coming Thursday, the uh, the middle game of the three, he's got a matchup with a gentleman named Tredavious White. Maybe you've heard of him. He's a pretty darn good uh, cornerback. He held Cortland Sutton, another wide receiver, one or borderline, to one catch for 27 yards. Tredavious White, he's given up a 52.1 per completion percentage. 442 yards on the season and zero, zero TDs. The only upside that I see in this game is that it is at home and Amari has played so much better in the uh, cozy confines of Jerry World. 
Um, and then after that, he goes on the road. We just talked about that. He goes on the road to Chicago. Who knows what the elements are going to be in December in Chicago. And then he's at home facing off against the sassiest man in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey. You do catch a break uh, week 17, excuse me, week 16 if you make it to the Super Bowl when they play the Eagles. But, man, that's a, that's a tough road to match that's, up. That's been an improved defense, though. It, it has been, but that's just a, 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 you can't bench him. I mean, I, again, you would have to have a super stacked roster and uh, the opposite of Jerry's BB balls. You have to have grapefruits down there. Jerry, where were you, where were you wrong last week? Uh, speaking of grapefruits, I thought this guy had grapefruits, but he is, he's coming out with, these, uh, with marbles. Cooper Cup, man, and it's not his fault. I that's what hey yeah, you can flip me off all you want and he's doing that right now too like stone cold will tell you listen he got 10 targets so that's sort of your saving grace that you know uh, lighter times are coming we got uh, he's gonna we're gonna get through this the problem is jared Gro- jared goff excuse me is broken right now just bad and I don't. I really don't think Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. We saw the things that man could do last year in the McVay offense. This year is just—it's a funk. It's like when you know Matt Ryan goes to the Super Bowl the next year they struggle. Uh, Cam Newton wins MVP. They go to the Super Bowl. They, they struggle, and that's what we're seeing with Jared Goff. I just—it breaks your heart. The good news is, you know, he's got Arizona. He's got him in the dome this week. It's just. It's been rough. I mean, the the last three games since the bye, 88 yards total. That's rough. I mean, I, I've got him in my work league. And listen, I am the defending champion of that league. I want to reign supreme on these people. They know I have a podcast. I can't crap my pants and lose. Hey, hey Jerry. Jerry. It's, sure. a, it's okay, buddy. He still has more points on the season than uh, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore. It'll be fine. There, there's ebbs and flows and everything, and you know what? Maybe we got lucky, and he got him out of the way before the fantasy playoffs because I'm relying on a lot of Cooper Cup. Uh, I want to jump into the bargain bin real quick, and then we have one last uh, little you know spot from an advertiser. Uh, bargain bin. Here's a name for you. Ben Bronecker. Ben, strong name, manly name, Ben Bronecker. Uh, this guy's had three or more targets in both of the two games since Trey Burton went on uh, went on IR. Uh, now, they were errant targets more than likely because they came from the hand of Mitchell Trubisky. Zing. But, but you know what? He is someone to keep an eye on. The Bears, because they gave up a lot of draft capital, gave up draft capital to get Khalil Mack. So this is a guy, if he plays well down the stretch, he has a real opportunity to uh, Ryan Griffin this job, Jerry. You know what Ryan Griffin is? <laughs> a, a guy that you expected very little of who comes in and actually steals a job. So uh, remember that name in your tight end premium leagues, Ben Bronacker. And i got to tell you, Jerry and I have been pretty hot with the bargain, Ben. Uh, True. Actually, I uh, I just did my cattle rustling rookie draft, and Ben Bronacker was the one I won, interestingly enough. That's a cow rustling name. Jerry, who are you uh, picking up out of the uh, uh, out of the bin? We're we're just go we're just looping the tight ends all into one. We're just lassoing them all. Logan Thomas of my Lions, and here's the thing: not because he caught the touchdown last week, which he did catch a touchdown last week, and then they went for it in the they took a few weeks ago. They took Kenny Galladay and they took Marvin Jones, and they didn't throw it to T.J. Hawkinson. They targeted Logan Thomas when the game was on the line. 
That is not why I'm doing it. Randy, because if we are missing Jeff Driscoll, that leaves David Blau at quarterback. And the thing about the Chicago Bears defense is they're pretty good. And this is a man that has never started. There is a real chance he does something stupid and gets himself hurt. You know who the emergency quarterback of the Detroit Lions is? Please tell me it's uh, Danny Danny Amendola. It is not. It Damn is it. former Virginia Tech quarterback and current tight end Logan Thomas. Oh, you sneaky, sneaky man, you. Sneaky me, indeed. So that's sort of the reason why I'm saying that. Because if you can get him in the tight end position and he ends up having to play quarterback for a week, <laughs> that's like Jalen Samuels for Yahoo Leagues last year when you could play him at tight end, which was stupid. But this would be stupid, too. But, hey, if there's a loophole, take it, my friend. Yep, there's a, you always got to uh, slide through them cracks. All right, well, let's uh, let's jump into a, a quick uh, word from our friends at the Scouting Academy, and then we'll, uh, we'll hit the accelerator on the rest of this. All right, here we go. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position -position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. All right, again, big thanks to our friends over at the Scouting Academy. Go to jump into overreaction theater, things that we're not overreacting to. I am not overreacting to the Raiders getting absolutely boat raced in New York by the Jets. This is a team feeling themselves. Uh, I brought this up on last week's show. They have scored 24 or more points in five of their last seven, and they have scored 34 points three games in a row. I was a little bit set back by that Oakland offense, but you know what? Uh, we're going to talk about that offense and the, their matchup this week here in just a minute. Don't get overly concerned about your, your Raiders. Now, we've, we've had many a Memphis rant this year. I've cut a few promos on some topics and some things, but I'm going to turn the mic off and turn Jerry's on. Jerry, my man, do your thing. First round pick, running back. One of your Early first round picks, most likely in 2017 for your rookie drafts. Rashad Penny of the Seattle Seahawks. We saw Chris Carson fumble away his chances, and we thought this was going to be our opportunity. Rashad Penny was given that opportunity 14 carries for 129 yards, including what on the box score looks like an explosive 58 yard touchdown. I got news for you. Not buying it. Listen, 2017, Jerry, loved you, Rashad Penny. 2019, Jerry, ain't falling for your bullshit. That 58-yard touchdown run, Randy, if I was faster, I could have ran it. My man did not make a single move. My man did not do anything. That hole was given to him, and he just took it. And then, as he gets to about the 12-yard line, he takes the weirdest move to go at the safety and then haphazardly lowers his shoulder and somehow 
in the laziest fashion that I have seen, the safety missed the tackle. It was piss poor. If you want to see that run, do that run. It was not impressive at all. I'm good on Rashad Penny. I'm done. Listen, I am a dope that has fallen for Corey Davis more times than I should have. Rashad Penny, hell no, I'm not overreacting to you. I, I got two things I took away from Jerry's rant there. One, if uh, if if Jerry is a dope, then Corey Davis is Lucy holding the football, and here comes Charlie Brown Jerry running up for Corey Davis to yank that football out from under him. And it was good friend of the show, Wheeler. Uh, you know, Wheeler, just, you know, at FF underscore Wheeler. Just, you know, a top 10, you know, fantasy pros accuracy for rankings guy, just, you know, casual Multiple years, you know, you know, hu- hu- humble brag friend of the show. Wheeler, he, he said the other day that Penny both looked explosive and fat all at the same time. He did look, he honestly, not full Eddie Lacey, but he's like, like I didn't play Pokemon. So if I say this wrong, I apologize. He was like a phase two. Like he's not like, he looked like, like know, the Stay Puft There's like three phases for Pokemon. Eddie Lacy is that phase three of the fat guy, like him and Jerome I, Bettis. I should edit but, this out. Just, just he looked like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, the Michelin Man, um, the Pillsbury Doughboy. I want to walk up to Rashad <laughs> Penny and poke him in the belly and hear him go, "Ahoo!" All right, enough of this nonsense. Let's go to Vegas for some uh, some some gambling action. Uh, these are games that we like to talk about, where you're you're looking for that flex. You're you're making decisions. I love looking at over and unders doing this type of thing. Uh, Vegas knows things before anybody else knows things. Honestly, I think this is the most important part of our podcast as far as helpfulness, helpfulness and for ourselves, really. I think this was a a fantastic segment. A hundred percent. And here's the thing. The, The closer you get to kickoff, the more accurate these lines get. These Vegas pros, they like betting these these lines early because they can find more mistakes in them. The closer we get to kickoff, the more accurate they get. The first one, a 49-point over and under, Monday night football. The Minnesota Vikings coming off their bye week, going to Seattle. Uh, Seattle is a three-point home favorite on a 49-point over and under. So that implies that Vegas thinks Minnesota will score approximately 23 points and Seattle will score 26. So you got to ask yourself, hey, how are they going to do that? I think Seattle does a lot of it through the air. This is a really good run defense in Minnesota, and I think their secondary is a little overrated, especially Xavier Woods, so might be a good DK Metcalf over the top game. Uh, Tyler Lockett could bounce back after a stinker. Uh, there's you know Hollister, who was wide open for a touchdown that Russell airmailed. And, 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 and then you know how does Minnesota keep up? They put the ball in the air. And that means Thielen, he should be back. Diggs, uh, all the passing guys. So I, I think this is a really high-scoring game. Jerry, I, I tell you, I wouldn't play Penny or Carson this week if I could help it. I know and, it's bold. And that that's it. I think I'm with everybody else, and I think you're right. I'm not trusting either of them because I don't know what they're going to do. Exactly right. In a tough matchup on the road, not no, excuse me, at home, not knowing how the, the division of targets are going to be, hopefully you're not fighting for a, for a playoff spot. Hopefully you're already locked in and can watch this one. I would gladly play Jonathan Williams over either one of those guys this week. One week sure. only, I would gladly play a Jonathan Williams type. Next game, this is always one of my favorite games of the year. They play twice a year. Nolens going to Hotlanta Thursday night. Thanksgiving special, uh, Atlanta getting seven points at home, 49 point over and under. That means Vegas thinks it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 28, 21 in favor of the 
uh, Saints. You know what? Who's going to get them? Probably Jared Cook, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. That fourth TD can go anywhere. I think Atlanta, it's, it's a little bit more of a guess. If Marshawn Lattimore goes, he will be locked up on Julio Jones, and I cannot get enough Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage at that point. Don't think my man Austin Hooper is going to come back, and I'm not playing that Graham kid. Uh, I could see a lot of check down work for Devonta Freeman. They've not used Quadre Oleson or Brian Hill a ton in the passing game, but the last time these two teams played, there was a lot of receptions to the running back. So, Jerry, anything else on that, that one? Nope, I think you got that one perfect. And, and then the big dog, the 51.5 point over and under, the Oakland Raiders going to Kansas City. Kansas City, a 10-point home favorite coming off the bye. Uh, that means by using the, the Vegas implied total, Oakland to score 21, Kansas City to score 31. Uh, you got to think Travis Kelsey. You got to think uh, Tyreek Hill if he goes. If not, you got to fire up some Nicole Hardman, I believe. The Raiders, I will say this about the Raiders. If Darren, I want to be a waller, a baller, and a shot caller. If he can't get back on track this week with no Hunter Renfro, then the uh, the bloom's off that rose because he's been on a, on a on a set of games for the last handful of weeks that he's not lit up the box score. Uh, good thing his bank account got lit up thanks to that contract that he signed. But uh, and then the Kansas City running backs have not heard anything on uh, Daryl and I'm not Daryl um, Damian Williams who got correct last game. Uh, and I will tell you he's probably not going to play. And I'm basing that on the fact that the KC Chiefs had Elijah McGuire in for a workout on Tuesday. So, Jerry, anything in this game you want to bring up? Want to add? Nope, I'm with you. And it, like you said about Darren Waller, come on, man. Uh, uh, come on. Now's your time. If you're not going to do it now, I can't trust you to do it ever. I, I mean, Kansas City has been a very uh, good matchup for the tight end position. All right, moving on to the games we are trying to fade, Jerry. The ugly ones. These are ugly, too. Very ugly, Jerry. Um, again, anytime that you have an under and over at 40, it's an ugly game. Well, we're going to start with the, uh, the, the, the barely legal street flight that is Cleveland going to uh, Pittsburgh on Sunday. Pittsburgh favored by two and a half at home. 40 point over under. That means Vegas thinks it's going to be Cleveland 19 Pittsburgh 22-ish. There's the half point in there. You can move that around. I, unless unless Pittsburgh gets a defensive touchdown, I don't see how they score 22 points with Duck Hodges under center. But you know what? Duck don't give a hoot, and, and, and he'll he'll put it up there with with, with James uh, with James Washington. You know, in Cleveland, I think I, I, I'm I'm a little nervous for Nick Chubb. He did not do much against this Pittsburgh secondary. I don't think you can get away from him. I don't think you should get away from him because Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry could pull a P.I. in the end zone, and then all he's got to do is plunge in from the one. Yep. I think this will be a good Kareem Hunt game. you got to roll the hot hand that is Jarvis Landry. You can't fade Beckham, but on Pittsburgh, I'm telling you, I'm playing absolutely 100%. 0.0 Steelers. Jerry, did I and miss you, anything? You will get zero argument for me on that one. You know, D Denzel Ward's playing well, even if Juju's back from the knee and concussion issues. I like Juju. But, man, I, I would rather play like Debo over Juju right now. Do, I mean, there's just no mojo. <laughs> Juju, mojo. You see what we're doing here in, in, in Pittsburgh? But I will tell you this. Um, I want to watch this game because I think it's going to be chippy as hell. And uh, if for some reason on Friday, Pittsburgh calls up some random third-string defensive end, Baker Mayfield, watch your back. 
That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying, uh, this one's going to be ugly. <laughs> Tighten that helmet. Get yeah, them buckle, gym straps. Buckle that, chin, buckle that chin strap, kid, because that offensive line's trash to begin with. All right. This next one's going to hit close to home for you, Jerry. It's going to get your Thanksgiving off to a really crap. It's going to hit close to home for all of you because all <sighs> you poor bastards got to endure it. Chicago at Detroit. And, and I think this over and under at 39 with Detroit getting three was baked in with Driscoll as the QB. I would look for that number to move. That's Detroit 18, Chicago 21. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just no. I mean, Allen, Allen Robinson. I, I, but, I, listen, but, I think it, I think you can start Mitchell Trubisky because the Lions' defense is so bad. I mean, I but but you know, I just watched Darius Slay two weeks ago keep keep uh, Amar, Amari Cooper in check. But so, so, but, so you got your man Terry McLaren did some work on him. I, I, I now I, Dwayne Haskins missed him, but he he looked good. I, I'm with you. I mean. And, uh, I'll try to retweet that tweet about Terry McLaren, but I'm just saying, why risk it if you have a better option? I, I mean, that's, tr- that's if you, true. If, if you have a better option, I mean, so let me. You know, how I did the math with Amari Cooper earlier. We yep. did we did home road split plus bad weather plus hoodie plus Stephon Gilmore equals no bueno. Yeah. Let, let's take bad play calling plus Darius Slay plus Mitch Trubisky quarterbacking. Also equals no bueno. I mean, you, you may have are, to. Are play we starting a, anybody? I'm, pl- I'm playing Cohen. Check down machine. I'm not playing. Okay. I'm not. I'm not even playing David Montgomery against the horribly ranked Detroit. I, I'm not. You, he, you, he struggled last. Listen, I fell for that. Can't make me Ran do it in the tailpipe last time. Can't, can't cannot make me do it. But Jerry, it even gets uglier than this according to Vegas. The L.A. Superchargers heading to Denver. Denver getting two and a half points at home. Uh, 38.5 point over and under. That means Vegas thinks it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of Denver scores 18, the Chargers 21. Uh, I think you got to roll Lindsey and Sutton. You just you just kind of have to as like flexes, wide receiver three for Sutton or a flex for both. And then the L.A. Chargers, you know, I, I still really like Austin Eckler. You know, he is still the RB3 on the season, and that's with like six games of Melvin Gordon back. Give me all that, all that Austin Eckler. Give me Melvin Gordon. I don't love it for Keenan Allen because he's going to be on, you know, Chris Harris Jr. Uh, maybe a deep bomb. I really like Hunter Henry in this particular matchup. But this is like, hey, get get me receptions, get me yardage because it's going to be a low scoring game. Not a whole lot of uh, TD upside. Jerry, anything to add on these games before we uh, we jump into a little DFS action? No, I thought that last one would be a little higher. I did not. I really did not think that one would be as low as the Chicago Detroit game. But I am also in on Eckler, and don't let the Chargers be down. If I, the Chargers are losing at any point, Austin Eckler is going to feast. I, I will. I will. Th- I think it has to do with the 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 game being in Denver. You know, the, the, there's a real advantage to playing in that altitude. But to their credit, the LA Chargers just went and played in altitude uh, right before their bye week. So who knows? Uh, so the DFS darling, I'll roll right into this one. I'm going back to the Ryan Tannehill well. For some reason, he is QB eleven on DraftKings this week. 50. Hey, uh, let me let me interrupt you real quick. Absolutely, there, there is an interesting stat that a very wise man told me recently. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Once this person became a starting quarterback, uh-huh. they are QB three. Now, the, the, as you could imagine, that I am foreshadowing exactly to the answer you already know, Randy. Tell me that stat is true. 
well, that Ryan Tannehill is the QB3 yes. since he took over. Well, I'll clarify the stat. So he took over, he, he played part of week six, and then was the starter from week seven on. From week seven on in four-point per passing touchdown leagues, Ryan Tannehill is the QB3, only behind Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. But in six-point per passing touchdown leagues, he's the QB2 only behind Lamar Jackson. I think the team's 4-1. and one. They are in playoff contention. And, you know, th- th- this is a team that, if you're a Cleveland fan, that's a real pain in the ass in Tennessee. Because not only are they a game up on you in the win column with Cleveland being 5-6 and six and Tennessee being 6-5, and five, but Tennessee beat you on the season. Week so it's, so, yeah. so in, in, in all actuality, they're technically two games up on you. And I tell you what, as a Colts fan... I don't love it. I actually, on the the Bold Prediction Show, if you remember, I said that if Tennessee were to have started Ryan Tannehill all 16 games, that they would win the AFC South. And you know what? They still could. They're one game behind uh, Houston as we speak. I don't love it as a Colts fan. This guy has been in fuego. I've been a big proponent of him all offseason, but at QB11 for $5,700. Now, the Colts are a middle-of-the-road matchup. Could could be a slower scoring game, but I think he's going to get you that twenty points for him to triple that because that, that that's the the DFS thing. You need to triple your salary. I think for him to get essentially eighteen points should be a lock. And then I'm going to uh, I'm going to pair him Stack up with, him with Corey Davis. Hell no! How how in the, how in the hell does Ryan Tannehill put up over thirty points? I think they scored forty two points. And what Corey Davis get? What was his share? It's like being a little kid on Christmas. You see a big fat Christmas tree. Presents everywhere, presents to the ceiling. What did Corey Davis get? He got two catches for for 29 yards. He got like an old mustard packet. That's what he got for Christmas. He got a used Trojan and a box of Band-Aids is what he got. Uh, What what, what A.J. Brown got was like four catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown. And you know what? I I think the number two receiver, because I I think the Colts do – I know they do pretty well against the wide receiver one not named DeAndre Hopkins, but I, I really like A.J. Brown. And, and and if you're looking for a tight end dart throw, even though he's not been super involved, Jonu Smith, and he's not part of my DFS stack, but if you're looking and if you're desperate, the Colts are 29th on the year versus the tight end position. But my stack, my official DFS darling stack, is Tannehill at 5,700, A.J. Brown, wide receiver 25 at 5,300, 11 grand, Jerry. That leaves a lot of a little cashola left over to uh, fill that roster full of the McCaffreys and Michael Thomases of the world. And you know those guys are the backbone to every one of your teams, and I picked another guy just like that. RB24 at 5400 just 100 bucks more than A.J. Brown. Miles Sanders. They play Miami. I thought that was the easiest choice I ever saw. Miami's got, you know, third worst against the run. They're usually getting pooped on so teams are running it to run the clock out so they can win the game miles sanders rb 24 playing against miami he's been productive i know the offense has been a little rough but the thing about the miami dolphins and playing against them it will mask your flaws my friend so that was easy for me i like yours we're going two rookies aj brown and miles sanders it's 2019 bud rookies contribute more than ever and uh, speaking of contributing, I want to thank you guys. We had two more reviews this week on Apple iTunes. Helps out a bunch. Um, we really, 
Really appreciate you. This one went a little long, but you know what? When you're watching that dumpster fire of a Chicago-Detroit game, slip in your AirPods, no one's looking, kick back, unbutton that top button on your pants, put an Al Bundy hand in, in the front of them, and, and listen to the docile tones of Jerry talk about all the good stuff like Corey Davis. Like all the other stuff. Jerry, what what are you thankful for so so far in 2019? We'll, we'll, we'll keep it to fantasy football. Who, who or what player are you thankful for? Uh, I mean, I only have Christian McCaffrey in one league, but as you can bet, that is my best team. So I am thankful for Christian McCaffrey and his desire to never, ever disappoint me. You know, I, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to give a guy, even though he's hurt, a little bit of love, and that's Austin Hooper. You know that that guy pour, pour one out for the homie. And, you know, hopefully he's back in time for the fantasy playoffs next week. And, and speaking of the fantasy playoffs next week, that's going to be a big focus. Um, no more no more player movement. Um, we're just going to have some fun, some off the wall topics, uh, war stories. We'll break down our rosters. Uh, number of teams that are, are going to make it, number of teams that didn't, the buys, what went right, what went wrong, what are we going to look to do different next year. Uh, Jerry, anything else before we get these people off the turkey day? Nah, let's win some championships, boys and girls. Let's win some championship gold and all of the money that goes with us. Again, guys, we thank you very much. We're thankful for you, to be honest. You know, Forget the players, forget everything else. We're thankful for you guys that download all the time and have made the uh, – the 2019 season, a very successful one for Jerry and I. But but we're asking you just to do that one last thing. Again, the Detroit game sucks ass. So go on iTunes real quick. Grab your Aunt Carol's phone. Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky, while she's making plans to that break up. creepy that. uncle's taking a nap. I, you know he's taking a nap. Just take his phone. She never goes to her iTunes podcast app. Never. Just subscribe to the Dynasty War Zone. One day she'll go into there and wonder why there's 97 episodes of the Dynasty War Zone. You just look her dead in the eye and say, you're absolutely welcome, Aunt Becky. You should be grateful that Jerry and Memphis are part of your life. And thanks for being part of our lives. Remember, his name is Jerry. He's at Jerry DFF. I am Memphis at DFF Memphis. And thank you for listening to the Dynasty War Zone. And here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.